Hey, Nelson Alcoholic Addict. That is not my real name. That is an imaginary name that I came up with to protect my anonymity for this newsletter, LOL Sober. There's a very funny joke from an old grapevine uh, that goes something like this. The best time to eat crow is when it is still warm. I find that line very funny and very true because the best time to eat crow is when it is still warm. And I would say that still warm doesn't mean you can't spend a few minutes contemplating the best way to say sorry about something if you have some kind of misstep, make a mistake. Um, And you could probably call your sponsor and pray a little bit to make sure you're going to apologize in the right way at the right time. And I bet the The crow that you have to eat would still at least be room temperature. So I think that uh, the idea of eating crow uh, when it's still warm doesn't mean immediately, three seconds later. You got to, I've learned, you got to apologize the right way um, in sobriety. Let me tell you the way that played out recently in my life. My wife is someone who is constantly telling me about wild new financial scams that, that are happening in the world and that she's heard about. Um, so she's, she's told me about checking the gas station pumps to make sure there isn't something over the credit card slot that will steal my information. She's told me to guard my wallet at airports because people can walk past you and scan your wallet if it's a thin wallet and that they can steal your credit card information that way. And most recently, she told me that there's been an increase in the number of people who have mailed checks and then found out that some thief stole their mail, washed the checks, uh, and then writes out a check to themselves from you. And then that's how they steal your money. And when she told me that last one about the check washing a few weeks ago, I, I just rolled my eyes and I said, yeah, sure, I'll be very careful about that. And, <laughs> and also, do you think I should maybe start wearing a metal helmet around my ass to protect my wallet from people <laughs> at the airport? Um, now I, I, listen, I am basing that on being 45 years old and I've never had my identity stolen. I've never had any checks washed. I've never had anybody scan my ass at a gas station. I've never had any of that stuff. And I, I actually, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. I can't think of anybody else I know who's had that happen either. So I've always been pretty dismissive and I've always chalked that kind of thing up to the, hey, I heard a guy on Facebook say blah, 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 that genre of fear-mongering and conspiracy. Um, And as far as sobriety goes, like in in all seriousness, I've worked really hard in recovery to not live in the wreckage of the future. You know, because it can be overwhelming. This world can be overwhelming, you know? Like, yes, I could get cancer. Yes, there could be a terrorist attack. Yes, my identity could get stolen. Yes, Climate change might cause the Atlantic Ocean to rise up and wash my whole family away. And that stuff all used to make me scared and it would make me feel hopeless and it would make me want to numb the pain with drugs and alcohol. Um, That kind of fear is real. It's totally real. I totally um, engage in it, believe in it, all of that. And I feel it on a regular basis even now. But I push myself hard to live where my feet currently reside, not where my feet were yesterday and not where I'm going tomorrow. Like right now, right here, right now, I try to live that way. And, but this is a big, but 
That's all rationalizing away what is a pretty clear case of contempt prior to investigation. Like, I don't need to react to my wife the way that I did. Um, you know, maybe I don't need to panic every time some dude who just came over from MySpace <laughs> he posts on Facebook now that hackers are whatever. I don't know. What's the next one? Shining sonogram machines into the sides of houses and somehow stealing social security numbers from their car in the street. I don't know. Uh, I should say I just I made that up. Nobody's doing that as far as I know. I hope I didn't just introduce an insane conspiracy theory to the world. But maybe I don't need to be dismissive and a jerk when someone mentions that kind of thing to me, right? Okay, so that was a long windup. Let me get to the reason why I'm telling you this story. Um, this week, I saw on my online bank statement that I had been charged $32 for an overdraft fee because uh, my account was telling me I had sent someone a check for $5,000 and I did not have $5,000 in my checking account. The problem is I had not sent anybody a check for $5,000. And when I looked at my account, I found that I had three checks from six weeks ago that I had mailed on the same day in the same blue mailbox and none of them had been cashed. When I called the bank <laughs> that next morning, uh, they, they brought up a visual of the check and they said, this looks like a clear case of check washing. Someone must have stolen your mail, cleaned the checks and rewritten them. <laughs> I got it all straightened out and it was all wiped from my account and my wife, I remember thinking like my wife would never even know it happened because um, there's no record of this. So maybe I, maybe I'll never have to eat shit, <laughs> but, but I consider moments like that to be valuable humility reminders. Um, some would even say, uh, you know, those are times when your higher power steps in to right size you. Um, so I sat here in my bedroom. I was like, do I tell my wife? Do I have to do I have to do this? And I thought, you know what? Let's do it. So I went downstairs. I told my wife that we'd had some checks washed, but that everything was fine. The look on her face. Uh, I'm not sure what the perfect word would be to describe it. Let's just let's just say she was the happiest check washing victim in the history of humanity. She loved this moment. And she literally said to me, I told you so. You were so dismissive of me and you made fun of me. And I jumped in. I started to argue with her that, hey, listen, for, for every 100 or 1,000 of these, like, yes, there's going to be one that resembles the truth or happens to somebody we know. And I'm not going to be terrified all hundred or thousand times before anything happens just because it happened once and blah, 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 blah. I kept arguing with her and she argued back playfully. Uh, it was all pretty playful tone. And I eventually thought of that joke that the best time to eat crow is when it is still warm. And so I thought, you know what I need to say? I know what I need to say. And so I said, you know what? You're right. I definitely don't need to wave you off when you raise a concern, even if I disagree with it. I'm sorry. And it won't happen again. And I, man, I, it was hard. It was hard. It was hard. The crow was was warm, but it tasted like a shit sandwich. I got of me. So I got I got a little aggravated for a moment because she still seemed so happy to be dunking on me. But I didn't say anything. I ate the crow, and I thought, hey, if I 
if I'm going to stand under the rim, I'm going to get dunked on. So my, as I say this, as I write this, uh, my belly is full right now with piping hot crow. And there is something incredibly funny and well-earned about that. So thanks for letting me 